hello and welcome. As always, I'm Abby. This is Stories Lived, Stories Told. And today I invite you to join me and Joanna Bachdahl as we take a communication perspective on her experience as a Cosmo Teens Fellow. To take a communication perspective is to consider what we're making and how we're making it through our communication practices. This means we look at patterns and contexts, stories and relationships, and that we use curiosity, mindfulness, collaboration, and dialogue to create better social worlds. Our conversation partner today is one of the CMM Institute's Cosmo Teens Fellows, Joanna. For some context, the CMM Institute has created a few resources intended to teach mindfulness around communication to kids. And those are the Cosmo Kids and Cosmo Tweens activities. So the idea with this Cosmo Teens Fellowship is to invite young people into the conversation and ask, what's the next turn? How can we continue these conversations for young adults and older teens? This episode with Joanna is part of a ongoing conversation throughout the month with the other four Cosmo Teens Fellows as well. So let's continue the conversation today with Joanna. Hi, Joanna. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Hi, Abby. Thanks for letting me talk to you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm so excited to continue our Cosmo Teens conversation with you. First of all, I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit. What should people know about you? Thank you. Okay. Well, um, my name is Joanna, and I live in the southern part of Denmark. I'm 18 years old, and I'm a senior in high school, so I will be graduating this summer, which is really exciting. And I'm very interested in politics, and I see a future in politics and all of this fellowship and and this journey has been so exciting so far. That's awesome. That's exciting that this could be a part of your future path into politics. What got you interested in that? Well, I think it's because there's these constant shifts, like there's uh, so much speed in politics and it's interesting and you have to know this and this and it's complicated. It's just so fun to nerd in. That's good. I think you might be in the minority of people that think that's fun, Mm. but that's good because we, we probably need people like you in yeah. politics <laughs> who know what's going on and enjoy it. Yeah. So first of all, please tell me, what is a Cosmo Teens Fellow? Well, I guess a Cosmo Teens Fellow is someone who, who has a vision for the future, who has dreams and goals and, and has some sort of vision of how they would want the world to look and who is really good at cooperating with other people. And I just think they're big dreamers. Like they yeah. want to see change and, and they have a lot of willpower to do so. That's great. You see that in your fellow fellows as well. I do. Definitely. That's good. That probably makes it a good group to work with. Definitely. It's been so great so far. A lot of great people. Good. Well, how did you first come across the CMM Institute and the fellowship in the first place? Actually, it's it's a quite fun story because it was actually my mother who got me into the CMM Institute because she had someone in her network who knew about this. And I guess my mom saw it on LinkedIn. And then she sent this to me and said, okay, you would be the perfect face for this. You, this is all you work for and all you stand for. And mm. I wasn't then I applied because I thought, okay, this is a great opportunity for me and I really want to do this. And then I did it and I got in. So I'm so excited and so happy for this opportunity. That's great that that's how it worked out. I also just kind of came across the Institute 
on my own and reached out and then you know this podcast came mm-hmm. out of it and so it was kind of chance oh, awesome. kind of yeah coincidence mm-hmm. miracle whatever you want to call yeah. it but yeah That's once cool. I got kind of into the institute and knew more about what they do I was like wow they do have such a expansive like community mm-hmm. that's global and I love mm-hmm. being a part of that because yeah. that's not something I'd gotten anywhere else mm-hmm. it's giving a great foundation for a network when you're as young as I am I think it's yes. great that I have contacts all around the world that's uh yes it's a great thing for me yeah and for me too it's like I love the people that I've worked with from the institute so much I think they're just like the best of the mm. best and so it's not just having contacts around the world it's having like people that I consider like friends mm. and just really quality Definitely. people to work with so mm. I'm glad that you've gotten to experience that too so am I what has your experience been like so far well it's been a really great journey it's been it's been really great and it's been challenging and it's been it's been fun and it's been hard and there's a lot of work put into it but I think it's just been great so far I'm really happy that I got the opportunity because I think it has developed me as a person but I'm also developing something for other people so I think it's it's just great yeah does it feel like a good like creative outlet it does definitely because it's it's something so different from what other people do in in my friend groups and yeah and people around me so I just I think it's great to experience something new and that I'm doing myself and I I got myself into this and it's just been great yeah yeah I think you should feel proud and it's mm-hmm. cool that at the end of this you'll have something tangible definitely to present and to always be able to say I created mm-hmm. that and I was a part of that it's so exciting I'm so excited to see the final product what has been the most exciting part of the fellowship so far? Well, I think the most exciting thing so far has been all the communicative parts, like talking to the fellows and talking to the mentors and experiencing how it is to, to work in this way, in online and global and in English. I, it's been so exciting to talk to all of you guys because you're all very sweet and very professional and you know a lot. And I think that's been the greatest experience so far and the most exciting thing. But it's also been very exciting to be this creative, and like get the idea and uh, developing what you want. And there's a lot of thoughts put into this. So I, that's really exciting to work like that. Yeah, that's great. Haruka said kind of the same thing that she was like, and maybe she was saying it was a challenge, but also great to be able to, for the first time, really connect to people. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about trying to communicate across different time zones and coordinate and that being its own skill yeah. that you've had to develop. Definitely. That's been challenging. Uh huh. Yeah, that's maybe the most challenging part, but also good to be learning. Definitely. That's good. So tell me more about this idea, what the project is going to be, because I believe it originated with you, correct? Yeah, that's right. It's going to be a comic book and it's going to be a comic book on how to communicate mental health with your peers. And it's for the age group around 13 to 17. And I think it's great we're working with uh, mental health because I think that's what's affected young people the most right now. Was that always the plan for the fellowship to do something around mental health or was that something you all decided on? Well, it's something we all decided on. We had a lot of different things uh, we wanted to work with, but we thought that this would be the most helpful for most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why we decided on it because it's something we've all had our own experiences with. So we all have something to say. So yeah, that's also very exciting to hear about how other people have dealt or handled with mental health. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing for, you know, a fellowship that's 
part of a institute that works for a communication theory mm. to tackle because like you said everybody has experiences with mental health mm. you know whether it's their own or people in their lives but not everybody maybe has all the tools to communicate mm. healthily about it and that's so important and so i think it's yeah so great that you're going to be able to like give people language to be able to mm -hmm. talk about something that they already know about or have experienced for themselves mm -hmm. yeah it's just like I think empowering mm -hmm. for people Definitely. to give them those tools and I hope it makes a great change for a lot of people mm -hmm. where did the idea first come from for the comic book well it's actually a quite fun story uh, because I was visiting my older brother in a larger town in Denmark and we were watching the Harry and Meghan a documentary on <laughs> yeah. Netflix yeah. and then he was talking about when he was younger he didn't have the tools to talk about mental health and that's basically how I got the idea I, I wanted to because I've seen those troubles in myself also and people mm -hmm. I know that we don't know how to talk about it or how to detect it in people I just wanted to give some sort of tools to to lighten some weight off your shoulders mm -hmm. was it that moment where you were like oh a comic book or did that come later well, I don't. I actually don't really know when I got that idea. I think it came quite instantly because it's quite nice to have like you have such a serious cause and theme you talk about, and then delivering it in a more light, go, uh, easygoing way. Mm -hmm. um, because we're still young people and we still have so much to learn. Um, so I think it would be more tangible if if it was a comic book. Also because it's. It's a bit easier to create for someone like us who aren't as educated in mental health as psychologists yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good you have people to collaborate with though, mm, to help make definitely. sure you're getting all of that right. Yeah, because you can have the passion for it, but maybe not all the knowledge. That's how I felt. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Lean, leaning on other people's expertise. Mm. I, I think the comic book is such a great idea. Like when I heard that that's what you all were doing, it just clicked in my head. I was like, oh, of course. Mm. It makes so much sense. But I don't know that I would have come up with that but I do think it's a great idea and I it even made me think back to my classes at college I read a graphic novel about um, the civil rights movement in America and it was just the most engaging and educational thing that mm. I had ever read or gotten to you know mm. engage with in a class mm. so and that was the first time I'd ever seen academic or educational material presented in that way yeah. And so that I've, you know, converted me immediately. I was like, oh, this is absolutely a great, valid medium for talking mm. about important things mm. and probably even better. The visuals create a, a deeper understanding of the of the themes and topics because you absolutely. both have the like the academic text and you have the more fun and easygoing mm -hmm. uh, visuals. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, the two parts of understanding, I think that's create a great synergistic effect. Yeah. What is your hope that this comic book can do for other young people? Well, I hope it gives tools to people to talk about their mental health because I think that's where the, the bigger problems start. It's because people experience all sorts of bad mental health, um, but they don't know how to communicate it. And that worsens the case of, of bad mental health. I know it's not for all, but I, I hope we can lighten some mental problems or stop them in getting worse. So I, I, I think that's my hope that giving these tools on how to communicate it will will lighten some cases of bad mental health, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. 
Mm -hmm. Have you done any research on like what other mental health resources are out there and how this one's maybe going to be unique or how it, you know, can add to that world that already exists? I have my own experience with it. Uh, I think there's a lot of online sources. There's uh, companies who have phone lines you can ring in if you mm -hmm. experience some sort of mental health, if you have anxiety or depression or or even worse than that. And there are online websites and there's Instagram pages, but I, I haven't really seen any books yeah. um, that are easy for people around 13 to 17 years to read mm -hmm. uh, because I think a lot of books about them are a, a, a very academic language. It's a product that could fill out some sort of hole in the market. Yeah, right. I think there's definitely a need for it. And I do think the unique thing about it is, you know, writing the comic book, creating the comic book from a communication perspective. Mm. And like you're saying, in a more accessible way. Mm. And that's cool because, you know, I think everything, as I've gotten to know more about the CMM theory, I see it in my life. I'm like, this is so real. I see it everywhere. But a lot of the work that's been done around it really is limited to academia mm. and that world, which is great for those mm. people. But there's a lot of people who aren't in that world who also mm. experience all the mental health and who also could benefit from like having a kind of communication perspective in their own Definitely. life too. Definitely. Yeah. Because I, as you say, I think a lot of the books are okay, this is depression and this is anxiety, but mm -hmm. it's never about how how can I talk with uh, my peers about yeah. mental health or how can I detect it in myself or in others. So I, I think it's very interesting to have that kind of perspective on it. Yeah. Has being a part of the fellowship or learning about CMM, taking this communication perspective, has that kind of trickled over into your own life in any way? Has that affected like how you're seeing your own communication? Well, I always think I have, and like in the back of my head, I've been a type who believe in this CMM theory of of you having to talk to other people to be a great communicator. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I've I really learned with myself now that that's what I believe. And I think also how I vision the world or how I see the world. I think it's it's changed my perspective on that because I think you're not a whole human before you engage with other people. Mm. Like you have to be in some sort of friend group or in some sort of society to to be able to develop yourself as a person and your sense of identity and mm -hmm. who you want to become and who you've been so I think it's just made it more clear for me that that's what I believe in you'll hear me talk about it in every single episode I record basically but yeah when I talk about this communication perspective the way I visualize it is it's like it's the lens that I see my whole life through and I think about it like putting on a pair of glasses. It's not the only way to see mm -hmm. your life, but I think the lens of communication is such a powerful one. And so I mm -hmm. feel like what you are doing with the comic book, with this project is giving people like a new pair of glasses mm -hmm. to look at their mental health struggles, the conversations they have around them, what they see mm -hmm. in the world, to look at that with this communication lens mm -hmm. that can kind of, you know, give some color to it or shade it a different way or give them a new perspective. Like, you know, Definitely. when I put my glasses on, it's like things that were blurry are clear. And so mm. I feel like that's a little bit of what, that's kind of a good metaphor, I think, for mm. it. It's actually a really great metaphor because you maybe grow up and have some sort of vision on how you communicate and how you engage with other people. And then you can take on this lens and it might change because you've learned something new. 
So I think that's a really great metaphor. Just because you you develop all the time and you learn more about yourself and you learn about more about how you engage with the people as you grow older. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I've been on one big, you know, I'm always learning, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a challenge for me actually, because I like to know things and mm-hmm. <laughs> not be new at things. Um, but I think it's cool, you know, that you and all the other fellows chose this opportunity, chose to, you know, dive into something new that you didn't mm-hmm. know what it was going to be when you committed to it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a big leap of faith mm-hmm. to not know what you're getting yourself into. But it seems like it's working out really well. It definitely is. I've gained so much from this experience and I've really developed because you you have to develop some sort of leader sense and you have to mm-hmm. develop new communicative skills because you talk in an entirely different language and you communicate over a, a platform on your computer and not in real life. And yeah, I've learned a lot also because the, f- the five of us are all very different people and we have very different perspectives on life mm-hmm. and how we want this to look, but we're communicating and we're making it work. So yeah. so exciting. Okay. This is two things just out of curiosity. How often do you speak English outside of working on this project? Well, I have English on the highest level you can have in high school. So I do it quite often, but I mainly speak in Danish. Sometimes I speak in English if I talk to certain people or I use English phrases that's really common mm-hmm. in Denmark. In the spring, I will have an American from Worcester in Massachusetts visit me and live with me. So I'm also going to speak English there. (laughs) Yeah, lots of good practice for you. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Is there anything that you've known to be true for yourself or your peers about mental health that when you started talking to the fellows and started talking to people from different countries and with different perspectives that you saw that were the same, that you were like, oh, we're, you know, more similar, even though we're across these different countries and cultures? Yeah, well, definitely. There's a lot of differences, but there's also yeah, many things that are similar. Um, I think anxiety is quite central uh, mm-hmm. for all of us and for all of the countries who are in this group um, and depression. But one thing I noticed um, is that in America, it seems, or that's what I, I, I've heard, mm-hmm. um, um, there's this thing called imposter syndrome and it's never really been a thing in Denmark. I, mm. I haven't really heard about it before because yeah. I think a lot of us, uh, we grow up and we, we develop as we want to and our parents are very loose and that's the case for most of us. And mm-hmm. there's high expectations, but their expectations are only set by ourselves. So I think it's not that big of a thing in Denmark. Of course, it is for some, I see, I think that's the biggest difference. And I'm not sure if this is right, but it seems as if you use a lot of sorts of drugs or pills uh, to mm-hmm. keep going through the day. And that's really not a thing in Denmark, or at least it's not yeah. talked about. Yeah. I think it's yeah. because in Denmark, you just handle things yourself and maybe not talk mm-hmm. about them too much. I think that's yeah. a very Danish thing. It's Scandinavian thing. You don't talk about your feelings that much. Yeah. So even more important to have that. Mm. <laughs> Something like a comic book. That's really interesting because, yeah, imposter syndrome, like I think, you know, almost anybody you talk to would be familiar um, with that word in the United States, at least Mm. as far as I'm concerned. But it's interesting, you know, you're like, well, we don't have that here. And Mm. I think the point I'd make to that is that you do have that experience Mm. there. I'm sure people feel imposter syndrome all the time. They just don't know to call it that because they don't Mm -mm. have the language. Mm. And so you get to bring people the language. And I think that's I think it's so powerful. Mm. 
It definitely is very powerful. Mm -hmm. Were the other fellows surprised to learn about like the differences between maybe the fellows who are in the United States versus what you experience? I think we mainly talked about the things that are similar so mm -hmm. we can create the topics that reach out for, for many people instead of it being limited to what's common in Denmark or what's coming in Norway or what's common in, in the States. Mm -hmm. So I think we, we mainly talked about what's similar, but it's been really exciting to learn about this imposter syndrome because I've definitely felt it myself, mm -hmm. um, but I really didn't know it was a thing. I just thought it was my thoughts wandering. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, my last question for you is, you know, using this CMM language, and mm -hmm. I know part of this answer is going to be what we've already talked about, but I'm curious, you know, even beyond the scope of this project in your eyes, what is a better social world? What does a better social world look like to you? Well, I think one thing that is very important for me is communication. I've always believed that, as I said, you you can't be a whole huge developed human if you can't communicate. So I think a better social world is a place where you're able to communicate your thoughts and your feelings, um, feeling seen. I think mm -hmm. that's very important that you feel seen because you, if you don't feel seen, you'll just feel like you don't matter and then you'll just mm -hmm. stop communicating with people. And that's not a great thing. Um, so I think a better social world is is a place where people feel welcomed and seen and heard most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I definitely see the Cosmo Teens, you know, comic book as being something that contributes to that. Mm -hmm. I do too. Definitely. Because we're, as you said, we're giving people tools to communicate. Mm -hmm. Well, one last question, bonus question. <laughs> What's the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from being put in a more, I guess, I don't know how to say it, but like, global community from being able to access all these different perspectives from all these different cultures what's the biggest thing you've gotten out of that well i think it's it's often made out that all of us young people are one big unity but there's a lot of mm. differences in this group like just the five of us we are very different people uh, yeah. Camilo and i live uh, what a thousand kilometers away from each other but we're very different people and we live in very different cultures mm. i think the the culture differences what have it's not surprised me, but it's some sort of surprise that it can be so different. And even though there's all these differences, we're also very alike. Somehow, we're young people, we have uh, visions and we have goals and we want this to happen and this to happen. So as different we are, we are just as it's like. Yeah, that's great. Great perspective that you're gaining mm. from this experience then. That's awesome. Definitely. Good, good. Well, thanks for recording with me today. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay, that is all for our conversation with Joanna. As I mentioned, this is part of an ongoing conversation with all of the Cosmo Teens fellows. So stay tuned throughout the rest of this month to catch those other conversations. At the end of each episode, I like to offer some questions to reflect on. This is our next turn, as we call it. And the idea is that it helps to make sure the conversation doesn't stop when the episode does. Today, the question I would have you think about is at the top of the show notes, and it's inspired by our conversation with Joanna, of course, and it is, what change do you hope to see in your social worlds and how can you be a part of making it happen? I'm hoping that you are feeling inspired by these young people involved in the Cosmo Teens Fellowship 
who are really trying to make something happen and really working to create better social worlds. Please feel free to reach out to me and share your reflections as well as any questions or ideas you have. You can do that through email, the website, or by commenting on Instagram and YouTube. And links to those are also in the show notes. Another great way to keep dialogue going is, of course, to share this episode with someone you want to invite into the conversation. So I invite you to invite someone else in. As always, I'm supported by the CMM Institute for Personal and Social Evolution. This podcast is one of many initiatives, including Cosmo Kids, Cosmo Tweens, and now Cosmo Teens, all of which are designed to create space for more conversations that move us toward those better social worlds we hope to create. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being curious, and thank you for being a part of this story. Keep creating those mindful moments, and until next time, I'm Abby, and this has been Stories Lived, Stories Told.